is it an employee or a subcontractor? Just because you want to do it one way doesn't mean that you're doing it right. This is Vicki Wu, and as always, we're talking about the best tips for marketing your small business. Be sure to subscribe to our channel to be notified of the latest updates. I see a lot, a lot, a lot of companies fall into this trap. And it's not marketing related today, but if you're running a business, you need to understand that. I'll tell you upfront, I am not a lawyer and I do not mean to give you any type of legal advice, but I see this problem happen over and over. I've run companies, I've run large companies with a lot of staff. So this was always something in our hiring process we had to be aware of. I see a lot of people coming to me now that either are businesses that are doing it wrong or they're an independent contractor or employee of a business that has been probably misclassified and the employer's trying to get out of having to pay payroll taxes or whatever it may be. And then I've seen some that are doing it kind of holding the employee hostage. I'll explain that a bit better in a bit. And then I've also seen some independent contractors, freelancers, VAs that are going to a company and the company's trying to misclassify them. So this is a really important topic, no matter which side of it you're on, it really helps you to understand the rules. And the rules are pointed out pretty clearly by the IRS. If you go to Google and you just type in IRS employee classification, You'll get a whole list of results that are directly from the IRS. And the really great thing is if you're having trouble identifying whether your employee falls under a staff employment position or an independent contract position, the IRS will even review it for you. Again, I am not a lawyer. This is just something that I've seen and I want to bring it to your attention and kind of help you think through how you're classifying or how you want to be classified straight from the irs.gov website. The IRS looks at three different areas as evidence of the degree of control and independence. One is behavioral, the second one is financial, and the third one is the type of relationship. I'm gonna share with you just some of the key points directly from the irs.gov website. You will want to check into these yourself and make sure that you're doing it right. Behavioral control is if the worker is and the business has the right to direct and control the work performed even if the right is not exercised so telling the employee when and where to work what tools to use or where to purchase supplies and services the degree of instruction such as detailed instructions may indicate that someone is an employee because that can reflect more control Training a worker how to do the job or ongoing training about procedures, again, it's about how much control. Does the business have the control over when, where, and how the person gets the work done, or are those pieces in the person's control? The second is financial control. Does the business or does the employee director control financial and business aspects of the job? That could be something like a significant investment in equipment if a client purchased me a brand new computer that might imply an employment relationship 
independent contractors are usually more likely to incur those type of expenses and build them into their quote. Opportunity for profit and loss can be something that they look at. Services available to the market. Independent contractors are generally free to seek out other business opportunities. That's one of the most common red flags I see is that usually a small business, maybe because they're not wanting to deal with the headache that employment and employee taxes and all these other things can happen, is that they want to identify someone as an independent contractor, but then they also try to lock them into a non-compete clause and say that they can't go out and seek any other work. Also, the method of payment. Employees, you know, they usually get a regular salary, a regular number of hours a week or pay period, even if they get commission or something. Independent contractors are usually paid by the job by a flat fee. Again, these are not always the case, but it's the general guidelines right there on the irs.gov website. And then the relationship. It depends upon how the worker and the business perceive the interaction. And it could include things like a written contract, which describes the relationship. However, just having a contract saying you're an independent contractor is not alone sufficient to mean that they actually are. Benefits. Employees usually receive benefits. Independent contractors would not. So if you're getting insurance, vacation pay, that's probably going to be an employee. Businesses most often don't grant these to independent contractors. Some of them do. Again, that's a gray area that you would want to get IRS guidance on. The permanency of the relationship. If it's ongoing and you're doing continuing work indefinitely, that's more likely to be an employee. Independent contractors are usually just short-term jobs or gigs or projects. And then another one is that services are key business activities. I was working with one client who said she was an independent contractor of a bakery, but she was a baker and she was going there baking. And that put up a red flag to me because the baking is key to the business. If I'm a business that makes widgets and I bring you on to make widgets, then you're more likely going to be an employee rather than an independent contractor. However, if I bring you on to offer some advice and consulting and help us get down processes so that we can make the widgets better and faster, then you might be an independent contractor. I knew a guy once in the past who had been classified as an independent contractor for quite a while by a business. And he went back and sued and said that he should have been an employee all the time and the company had to go back and pay employment taxes, the Social Security, the Medicare, and those types of things on all of his wages that he had received in the five years working for the company. So there can be consequences to getting this wrong. A lot of small businesses and entrepreneurs don't know what they don't know relating to this, and what they're looking at is taking care of those payroll duties and the payroll taxes and reporting is a huge time-consuming headache for a company. It can be. So they look at bypassing that by using independent contractors. They don't realize that there's strict guidelines that really set out whether that person can be treated as an independent contractor and whether you have to treat them as an employee.
both sides, the business and the employee or an independent contractor need to understand these guidelines to make sure that you're doing business right. Again, I am not a lawyer and if you have legal employment questions, you need to connect with someone who is at a very minimum. Go to the irs.gov website and read some of their articles outlining understanding the difference between an employee versus a contractor so that you can make sure you understand the guidelines and you can implement them properly in your business. As always, if you have marketing related questions, you can drop them down below. You can visit our website at vickywoo.us. Comment there, shoot us an email. We'll try to answer you directly. And if not, we'll likely use your question on one of our upcoming episodes.